Listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music, music has some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening. That couldn't be more sucked in. I love it. You see, I want to live life better, unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics, they help me in all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller, my shoulders are on my back. Yeah. Bring on life. Bring it completely on. So I'm full of questions and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions? You've got questions. I've got more. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now, I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. When I received the Hell or High Water record, I, I was in a funk. I didn't want to listen to anything. Didn't think anybody else got what I was doing. And I certainly didn't need to hear another side project. In this case, some dude from Atreyu. But I did listen, and, and I listened in. And I am so, so glad that I did. Brandon Sallers hit me right where I was empty. And I'm not saying these songs filled me up but they made me decide wallowing was not the answer. So I am thankful to Brandon for seriously rocking on purpose and taking the time to dive into said purpose here. We did this over Skype between GR and LA on August 9th, 2013, and it's the best. You know, the, the first song that I, 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 I guess I almost wonder if it's autobiographical and not all the time in your life, but find the time to breathe. I just thought, man, the first two lines in that song are, uh, yeah, right in the heart of what many of us think too many times. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of, that song was written for, essentially for me, but um, when writing it, it kind of turned out to be something that, um, which is funny, that song was kind of, uh, not overlooked, but we didn't pay a lot of attention to that song um, hmm. dur during the album cycle for Begin Again. And, um, we played it in the early stages of the band, like when it was like just barely getting started. But um, it was funny, but because like that would always be the song that, um, like on the surface, people would relate to the, some of the other ones and some of the poppier songs and kind of more straightforward songs. But um, the, the there was those kind of certain fans that would come up and reference that song that and and you could tell that it, the ones that could relate that was like their favorite song you know yeah right um, but no that song just definitely came from a, a, a moment of com complete and utter life kind of um, you know like weight you know yeah yeah I thought interesting line too out of there uh, right out of the chorus is trembling because I'm scared of changing. And I, it's almost like you're at, I don't know that you're at the end of your rope here, but you're at a place where it's almost like you're backed in some sort of corner and and you know something has to happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what it was. And that, at, that, at that time, um, you know, my previous band had was kind of uh, winding down and um, we, hadn't, we hadn't kind of gone on our break um, yet. We hadn't kind of 
fully decided what was going on and mm. um that song was kind of written at a time where uh I had to decide on whether or not that was a good idea and whether or not like what I was gonna do you know yeah um I had already started writing music on my own I already started um you know, recording. I had like a five-song EP that I'd recorded um, that that song was included in um, before before we had gone on hiatus or anything like that. And um, okay. that was kind of a crucial, pivotal point in really figuring out um, in which direction that I was going to to step. You know, mm. um, which inevitably led me here, which it was has turned out for for the best. You know. So so what was it in your life that helped you get away from feeling all cornered up? Um, I don't know. I think that I just um, I spent a lot of my life kind of being uh, just making everyone ma- making everyone around me happy. Oh wow! And uh, I've always made myself happy too. But I, like when it came to you know serious things and, and kind of like really looking into you know keeping your soul intact, I, I, I use that term often because it's kind of the best way that I can describe mm. kind of what what I'm going for. But uh, when it kind of came to like keeping my soul intact, I didn't always speak up. I, did, I kind of a lot of times would just do what was for the betterment of of the group and and, and everyone around me rather than myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it just seemed uh, there was the opportunity to do something different and special and kind of relieving for me. Um, my, I think my wife was definitely a big part in in just making sure that. Not a big part in making decisions at all, but just making sure that I made decisions based on my 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 heart, my heart, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's it. That's it. And kind of losing all sense of fear. Mm. Um, and uh, I think that there it's something just clicked where it was like you know this it's it's go time and I, I need to just start making things happen for myself and 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 kind of as selfish as that sounds, I think that sometimes it takes a little bit of selfishness to really figure out. what you want and what you need you know yeah because that's a really big change because i I go through that and i still go through that where it's like okay is everybody around me feeling okay whether it's about the situation or about me or about themselves and i i almost take responsibility for that and sort of put myself not even on the back burner but just sort of behind the refrigerator (laughs) and not paying real attention it's like and yeah it sounds it can come off as sounding selfish, but the reality is, is if we don't take care of ourselves, especially, and, and I'll just reiterate, keeping our souls intact. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. And that can crush. That can crush a person. That can. I can absolutely crush a person's will. You know, that you have to, you you have to to do that for yourself, and you you have to live life with, like I said, with your soul intact, or or it'll absolutely destroy you. Yeah. So. So can I ask if it is it, it is is it a spiritual thing for you too? I mean, is it something that yeah? That's all I, I mean, want to ask. I, don't, I mean, not not really. It's just. Uh, I mean, I think it's just you know having when I say having your soul intact, it's just like living living your life every day and and knowing that um, you know it's for it's for good reason. You know, like there's there's means to an end. There's there's everything you're doing is is making you fulfilled. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. I've never been I've never been able to live a life that I had to fake, you know. Mm. Um, so like I can't like I feel I, I've I've done that in certain moments where you go through things you do do things you don't want to do and and it, it that it just makes you frustrated inside. So yeah, because I, I say the same thing about me, but I still think I catch myself sometimes faking it to so people think I've 
more in control of my life. And oh, and then I come, yeah, I come back off of it, and I kind of go, dude, you don't need to do that, <laughs> right? I mean, exactly. Uh, the, the, you can only be real if you fake something. People are going to find out that you're faking it. Yeah, it's not you can't hide that you can't hide lies very long. Yeah. So that I mean that's also a good thing is just kind of living living in the reality of of your life is is a good thing too you know. But isn't it easy, especially when you're in a rock band and and you're having real success and you're sort of like in a place where you you have to I'm not I have to is a big word right have to is a big phrase, but where people around you think you have to should be living this certain image of a life and and. And you're still a person, right? You're still a guy. You still got insecurities, you know. Absolutely. People people forget that that uh, we're not, you know, machines. Um, but I, I think that I think that's that's one thing that's been cool about about being in this band is that we've you know we've started from square one, and um, in that we've you know been a lot more accessible to people, and it's good for people to see, um, you know. I think that when bands fake like the rock star thing and they 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 hmm. put on this thing where it's like you can't touch me and right. you know whatever, th- when you fake that, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, you may look like an idiot. There are bands um, that that's just them. They're not trying to be untouchable. They're just very talented and 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 they do their own thing and they sure. act like themselves. Right. Now we all do that. We act like ourselves. We we pride ourselves in what we do. Um, but if you come and talk to us, you realize we're a regular person, and we're we, you know we we're just doing what we love, and I th- it's been cool because kind of having our fans know that from day one has been this this kind of strange attraction, like second attraction to our band. Like people people have by like by the thousands come up to us and been like, I I love your band, but it's really cool that like you guys are just like I can talk to you. Right. Like I I saw you at. At the show after you played, and then you just sat and talked to me for like ten minutes about like my fucking job or whatever, right. and, and it's like this strange, like side attraction to our band that has nothing to do with what the, what they came for in the first place. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's cool because it's been really uh, with with my last band. There was a lot of people that like didn't understand the line, like they didn't understand the the kind of line that you don't cross, you know, like with like digging into your personal business and all these things. And I found that so far, like having like met so many of our fans early on and like kind of uh, opened that door, people, they, they're they a lot more respectful, you know, like I've had people end conversations with me because they're like, Hey, I'm sure like you're you got something else you could do. You right. know, like I'm going to, I'm going to take off and you go do your thing. You know, right. it's, it's been, it's been kind of cool. Right. You know, I, I think I'm at a point, this isn't an accurate, accurate statement, but I'm almost to the point where it's like, I just want realness. I almost don't even care what the song sounds like. I don't almost don't <laughs> care what the book is about, if if it's a, or the movie or whatever. It's just like, if I can tell that somebody not threw out their entire soul in front of me, but just were real about whatever they're writing about or singing about or or, or making art about, it's just like, yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, I, I I feel the same way. I, I feel like you can, like I said before. I mean, you can you could smell f- false anything like shit on your shoe, you know. Um, and I, I I I don't I hate that. That that bothers me. Like when when you see bands and and musicians making music that you could tell it's just like whatever's kind of cool at the moment, you know. Right. Or like what at like the you know following a trend or doing whatever. It's right. like following the money like whatever it is but right. uh, that does that that bothers me that's it's a it's fake it's straight up fake you're like what do you you're not 
the point of music and is is definitely very healing, and it's the point of music is is just something that you feel and you have to get out of you, you yeah. know, and express an expression. And if you're faking that, then what's you're totally missing the point, right? Now. You know, right? Now. Like even even pop singers, you know, a lot of them love to make pop music, you know, and they're writing bubblegum pop shit, but that's what they love to do, yeah, you know. Yep. So it's like. You know, I don't, I don't back that shit. I, it's got to be real, or it shouldn't exist. Yeah, man. Um, is that why on the new EP, on the other side EP, is that where moment of clarity is coming down to? Is almost figuring out. You know, you know, life is. You know, life is a battle, but you've got to find something if, if not yourself. Absolutely, it's 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 that song is about. You know, the the reality that life is 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 ridiculously hard, and and the reality that you have to almost force yourself to, um, to like to find that moment where you're where you're okay. Mm. You know what I mean? You you have to find those moments to to kind of keep to continue on. You know? Mm. Yeah, and that's not always. I you know I'll say that sometimes when I'm really searching hard and trying to find something, it's like can't find anything, and then when I just sort of start living life all of a sudden things hit me in the right spot well yeah and it's also there, there's a line in that song it says and I, it says falling the the chorus lyric is falling away from never growing moment of clarity mm. and it's fun, funny because it's it's sometimes in those moments where like where everything seems right and has been perfect yep yep and and you're totally clear in your mind and then you completely tailspin and fall out of that moment right. it's almost those those times where you figure things out even more mm. Because the things that you know, maybe you think you need, or that you think make you happy, or you think are right, are are actually wrong in those moments. You know what I mean, um, dude. So I think that that's a very important thing. And, and honestly, isn't that a beautiful thing? I mean, and, and the only way to learn it is to go through it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and why the big f you at the end? Oh, it's, it's everyone thinks it's fuck you. It's fuck yeah. Oh, well, okay. Beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, that was just a, that was just an in the moment studio. Um, bit of angst and yeah uh everyone laughed at it at first and i was like you know what motherfuckers this is staying yeah right and uh, it's kind of just that song has so much energy at the end for me right and uh and uh i think that it just it just make made sense of of how exactly how i was feeling at that at that moment well saying yeah instead of you makes it make more sense but even when you say you because <laughs> sometimes when i'm in a place of like finally getting past whatever that something is that was dragging me down yeah i'm always looking at that something that was dragging me down going okay screw you yeah i i need you like i need a you know a bad haircut you know exactly that's sweet that is sweet so how about how about the title track the other side um the Uh, the other side all about you and your your life right yeah i mean it's funny that that the other side was written um the lyrics um were the first kind of attempt for our previous guitar player neil and um, he kind of wrote these these lyrics, and it was weird because the reason why that all it all ended up working was that it was it, he, it's like he wrote something that I would write, but in like his words, you know. Mm. And mm-hmm. uh, he's an extremely intelligent person, and and uh, yeah, that song that song is just about us, really. I mean, you we leave everything behind, and um, that song is just basically about about that you know we leave our our girlfriends our wives our families our pets our well i don't leave my pets or my wife i'm very lucky but for so for 12 years i did um and uh you know it's there's there's all those things you leave behind and and it's like when you when you return from from all this crazy the crazy life that we live uh 
I think the other side was cool. Like that that one that he didn't have a complete chorus, and I ended up writing like the majority of the chorus lyrics, and and the other side popped in because it was like when you when you live this life, it's almost like a it's like a a reality and afterlife kind of thing. You know, you like come back to this this thing this life that is reality when you're on tour like reality is pretty far gone you know you you are in a different town every day you are playing to all these people and people are just like loving you and and you know praising you and then you fucking have fun and you get drunk with your friends and you do all these awesome things and you come home and it's like okay real life sets in so it's like that whole thing of like it's like the the other side reminded me of like the shock of like dying and going to the you know seeing what's what what's on the other end you know right so how long does it take you to settle back into into a home space and feel like okay this is this is where i at least belong right now because this is my home uh it's it's gotten better um with 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 my previous band you know we were on tour 10 months out of the year and mm. um i didn't see my wife i didn't see my dogs i didn't see my my family um, so that was difficult because I would get home and, and also with, with them, it was like, everything was taken care of. Like I had, we had crew and a bus and all these things. So it was just like, you go out and you're in la la land, you know? Right. Right. So it would take me a good, you know, week and a half, two weeks to come back and like be able to sleep in a bed that wasn't moving or like <laughs> half, uh-huh. you know, just like little things like that, like little, just like trivial things. But it's like, what the hell? But now it's gotten a lot better because, um, you know, my wife my wife tours with with Hell or High Water. She she's she tour manages us. We call her tour mom because she does way more than just a tour manager. But uh, sure. and our dogs come on tour with us, so I get to bring uh, you know a huge part of my life out with us, um, which mm-hmm. I'm very lucky for. Um, so it's gotten a lot better. Now it's just really, you know, it's it's more of like a comfort thing. It's not settling in anymore. It's just like looking forward to like our bed and like our bathroom and kitchen you right. know? <laughs> like looking yeah. forward to an actual like home yeah um so it's, it's gotten a lot easier than than it used to be it's funny because a lot of a lot of my material at the beginning um you know since day one with hell or high water i've my wife's toured with us and and for the last about a year and a half my dogs have toured with us and so it's like a lot of it was like getting a lot of shit off my chest that i experienced like went through for the previous 12 years of my life you know mm-hmm. but now I'm lucky enough to have have uh, have that kind of um, sort of sort of on the ro- on the uh, ghost ability if you will exactly 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 so so let me ask a goofy question how how'd you stay married I mean 12 years away 10 months at a time every year yeah I mean I've been with my wife now um, I've been with uh, we've been dating we're dating for I guess about 10 years almost now and We've been married for five and a half years. Um, I think that I've heard a lot of people ask that, and um, we definitely—it's funny because we definitely went through the ringer with you know um, the kind of hardships of, of what I do, and um, I've I've just I've I've always been a straightforward guy, you know, like I I don't see the point of having a wife or even a girlfriend for that matter if if it's not if if you don't mean mean it, you know. Um, yeah, right. I've always been kind of a a, a one woman dude and um I think that if you if you find someone that is actually worth worth going through like the kind of hurt of missing and 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 all those things it's it then you're that's all you need really um but I think she she's always kind of been you know she's been my my strength essentially 
Um, you know, there's always times where I've, I've felt kind of weak or timid or whatever, and she's always the first one to, you know, kind of kick me in the ass and tell me to puff my chest up and, you know what I mean? Like, sure. And, and which has been really important for me. And, um, she's always just been really supportive and, yeah. and, uh, yeah. it's, I think that's why we stayed together. Honestly. It's, it's amazing how many times I've said to my wife, I thought I was the strong one here. <laughs> exactly. Well, it, and it's funny because it, that that has come up a lot, and it's like then she and then she'll do things in my moments. Of, I think that's that's kind of a very important thing in a marriage is that like yeah. you 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 have to each be there without even trying. You have to be there for each other in in each other's moments of weakness because it's like those are the times where like you can't you can't be strong for someone else and you can't like take care of the problem because like you're freaking out in your own mind. Right. So like that's a very important thing because. I mean, we've always we've always kind of been like that with each other without trying. It's always those times where it's like you expect, like, oh, I'm losing my fucking mind. Right. And it's probably obvious that she's probably losing her mind too, and then she'll come up and then just and take and make me feel better, you know? Yeah. Well, it's 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 important. Yeah, and it's a team, baby. <laughs> I mean, I can't it's, even exactly. It's so funny. It's a team. It's like your own. It's my own. It's my own personal band. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I'd certainly, as I'm sure. You did a little bit somewhere. You dovetail that song, the other side, with uh, "We All Want to Go Home," right? Because exactly. it is is same sort of idea, and yeah, I, lo I love the lyrics in that. And you know, getting home is a good thing. It is, yeah. It's funny that song started out. I mean, that again, a lot of my songs start out with something that I'm thinking, and and end up at a much more broad thing. It's funny that song started out with me. Uh, thinking of my situation and then really turned into me realizing that my situation was fucking a, a cakewalk compared to some other people you know what sure. I mean? to, right. to, to compared to you know couples in our 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 armed forces and stuff like that and or right even on. just people that have jobs that are way more intense than mine you know right 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 um so that kind of came became like a paying homage to those who are making my situation look like a cakewalk. Sure. You know, you know? The, the other thing that I've always had some empathy for is the line that you actually wrote is about about 100 people to keep me company, but I feel alone alone right now. And it's like, I, I guess I've interviewed enough enough people in the music world to kind of sense that it's there's something missing. Yeah. Even though there's, whether it's 200 or 2,000 or 20,000 people screaming for you for an hour and a half or two and a half hours every night... There's something missing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's I mean, if you if you have that other something in your life, whether you have a, a significant other or it's just your family, or it could be your fucking dog that you, that's at home and that's not with you. I mean, there's you know, if you don't have the things that make that fulfill you inside, then you're gonna be alone. You could be surrounded by, like I said before, you could be surrounded by thousands of people that are fucking praising the ground you walk on, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, right on. Well, and I and I, and just to go into dog world, right? I mean, I swear the best move that we ever made as a family was to get a dog because when my kids go through and would go through things, and me as the dad couldn't hear them or wasn't empathetic at the time, it's like that dog always loved and always laid there for to be petted and oh prob yeah, probably heard everything, right? No, absolutely. That's that's why we bring our dogs on tour. Uh, we kind of brought them out as a. We started a tour on the East Coast, and there was going to be no one at our house to watch them. So we we brought them to my wife's uh, mom's house uh, on the mm -hmm. East Coast, and, or, and uh, so we brought them there. So they were on with us for about a week and a half. We played some shows on the way out to the East Coast, and <laughs> everyone loved it. And and then the next time it was like, oh, we should just keep them on tour. And it was like, all right, well maybe next time we will, you know. 
So next time we went on tour, we did like a little like week long run. We brought them, and they were awesome. Everyone loved it. Came home. Yeah. Did the same thing again. We were leaving for tour, not expecting them. This time, um, you know, my brother in law was going to be at the house the whole time we were gone, so we weren't going to bring them with us. And we literally go to leave, and, and the whole band's like, "Where's the dogs?" And we're like, well, "They're in the house. Like we're leaving." We're like, no, 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 let's bring the dogs. And it's the same thing. Like you can be bummed out on tour. You could be tired. You could be missing home. You could just got in a fight with your girlfriend. We could have a, a bad show, uh, whatever. Uh, it's funny because dogs are never upset. Like dogs never, dogs never have bad days. They're always just like stoked. All they need is like you. Like they see you and they're they're ex- as excited as a human would be if they won the lottery. Right, man. And it's like that type of like kind of unabashed like happiness. Right. And just like I am so stoked that you're here, and it, I, I I can't even I'm gonna piss myself because of it. <laughs> like that kind of like. <laughs> Weird positivity on tour is like un it you it you can't compare it to anything else. Yeah. And like our dogs are crazy. Like like my I, I have a Yorkie and a Boston. And okay. The Yorkie will straight up get up in your lap and he like puts his hands on the steering wheel when you're driving. And like <laughs> it's crazy. Like my Boston Terrier like will crawl on your bunk and sleep with you. Like nice. They're 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 like part of the band. So it's become kind of this thing now that it's like you know they're 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 the fucking sixth and seventh member of the band. Yeah. I- I remember the first time I went back to talk with David Draymond, and it was like, and he had his maybe dogs, but at least dog with him. And I went, I thought, one, this doesn't fit the image, but two, how cool is that? Absolutely. How cool is that? Absolutely. It's fucking, you know, you got to have, you got to have that. Yeah. And I, make- I honestly think that can help you deal with everything on the road that. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally can. Love it. Uh, you know, I was really interested that you covered the song "The Boxer" by Paul Simon, and <laughs> I, I don't know if you did it because you love the song or because you really, really connected with the lyrics. Personally, that was that was kind of a, that was more of a it was a music thing that that was like such a um, to be honest, like a hoax. Um, okay, what, not not even a hoax, but like our guitar player Matt is a, a absolute genius when it comes to music. He like he'll he'll spend like an hour on his laptop uh, while we're on a drive and we're and be like oh what are you doing and he'll pull out shit and be like oh I'm just working on this kind of like movie score or something kind of thing <laughs> and then just play it's this ridiculous like what the fuck like how do you come up with this in the first place let alone in an hour like oh I just threw this together on my drive you know right and um so he he was like oh I got an idea for a cover we should do Simon and Garfunkel the boxer and we're all like dude you're fucking high man <laughs> and and because I mean, the original version you listen to it, it's 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 a great song, but it's like how how are we gonna do this? Right. So he went to the extent as he uh, extracted the vocals from the track, right, and then recorded a de- a full demo with the vocals on it. With Paul the, Simon's vocals. With Paul Simon's vocals, and like changed the tempos and everything, and it was like here, this is what I'm talking about, and we're like, holy shit, like this is insane. Right. Like we were all blown away. So we we went ahead and just and threw it in. There was this opportunity where there was a studio opening up in in Orange County, and they were trying to get kind of like bands to come in and and record and really you know kind of film them and stuff to kind of hype the studio. So we're like, cool, let's go in and do the boxer, and uh, it turned out great. And like it's funny because these people like there's people at our shows that are like like 17 year old kids have no idea who Simon and Garfunkel are, but they sure. know our cover of the boxer. Right. You know, I think it, it he added a whole new kind of like punk 
life to it, you know? <laughs> I, I think it would have been great to just leave Paul Simon's voice there and uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess see what happens. You would have got some attention, at least from some lawyers. Oh, I definitely would have got sued, but it could have been cool. <laughs> no, dude, it's my band. I'm singing. Yeah, that's me, dude. We sound alike. Uh, one other song off of the, I'll say, off of the EP, and then I want to go back into a few songs off of the Begin Again, if that's okay. Yeah, that's great. Um, so the, the other, I guess, how do I even say this? I, I was thinking of my mom when I was listening to Remember the Life and Not the Death, because my mom died a few years ago, mm -hmm. and her whole thing was, I do not want a funeral, I want a celebration, right? So Absolutely. we had a bunch of balloons and stuff, and I went, and I, and I was cool with it. I had to kind of convince my dad about it and all that stuff. And it made some people kind of uncomfortable. And I went, but this is what it is, right? And then you wrote this song. And I'm like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I mean, that's. I, I would have played it if you'd had rec if you'd recorded it by that time. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. No, that, that's what that song is for. Uh, I the unfortunate things that I've had far too many people, um, friends and family alike, die in. I guess, for lack of a better word, say an unfortunate circumstance. Okay. Um, dealt with a lot of um, overdoses, with a lot of suicide, um, a lot of things like that, and and it's the, there's that that kind of moment where like you, it leaves you not only just plowed over by the grief of just death, but it leaves you completely and utterly mind fucked as to why. Sure. You know. Sure. Uh, it, it's not like someone just got old and they died, or they, you know, they got cancer and they died. It, it, like the age or anything like that. It's like they, it, there's, it shouldn't have happened, and that that kind of whole frame of mind will absolutely destroy you. Sure. Um, and remember, the life and not the death is just to fully kind of void the the later part out of your mind. Um, because that's not the important part. You know what I mean? Like the important part were the years and years and years and years mm -hmm. that led to that moment, and and everything that you can kind of right. hold on to from that. Because I think that if you if you have this, you know, whether it be a friend or a relative or grandparent, parent, whatever, you know, you have ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty beautiful years that you got to spend with this person, and right. then one moment in time. You can't let that one moment in time ruin the rest. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because that's it's in all honesty not the important part. Right. Yep. So it's it that that's a very difficult thing to do, and um, I think that song is that song is one of the most important songs for me because it definitely is it's very close to me, but and and helped me, you know, in writing it to kind of have that frame of mind. But at the same time, like that's a very hard thing to deal with, and I think that. Um, you know, for me, music has done that where there's been a song that would help me through a specific kind of emotion and, and right. place in my life. Right. And, and that song for me is important to write because it was like that people need, people need something to fucking turn up really fucking loud and sob their eyes out and, and like remember the good parts. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, uh, I, I'm hearing you full tilt because it is so easy to kind of go, oh man, they went sound went down such a destructive path the west two years two weeks whatever it was exactly but there's also that part of me that i think about more now that i have kids right it's like you don't want to turn out like you know fill in the blank right yeah. it's like you don't you don't so there is still part of it's like if you see somebody who's going down may maybe it'll make me open the door to a friend's 
place and go, are you okay? Instead of just, that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping. So, so there's a flag on both sides, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Exactly. Right. And it, the, I mean, the, the, the even bigger crazy thing is, is that, you know, especially with, you know, with a lot of times with suicide, there's not, there's not a lot um, that you, most people even see. Right, right. Because I think I feel that if most people are in that mindset to where that's happening, yeah. like they're they're not they're not going to let people know about yeah, it. I like people, in most cases, the, uh, this and I've said this, and people think that it sounds insensitive, but it's the truth. I think in most places, people that talk about committing suicide, they're just doing it because they want someone to yeah make sure that they don't yeah yeah. And if if, if that's the decision that someone makes as absolutely horrible as it is like they're not going to talk about it so you're not going to be able right. to open that door or whatever and, and and even still as horrible as that is and as horrible as anything or as horrible as a friend overdosing or anything it's like you like you can't remember that part. right or or it, or it, it will totally just make the rest of their life null and void because that's the only thing you'll right. remember and i'm sure there's 10 million other great memories that you could think of besides that one yeah and, and it's almost just and I mean this really. I mean, I don't mean to be flippant about it, but it's almost like just a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, and it's it's you can't you can't hold on to that. You, you, yeah. you can't. There's. Uh, I'm a very firm believer. Like a lot of shit is very cut and dry. Like yeah. you can decide to do one thing or you can decide to do the other. Right. Um. You know, that's I'm always like that with people that are in shitty moods. It's like, well, you've it's a fucking choice. Right. You can it's you're deciding right now to be in a shitty mood or a good mood. You're deciding to let something bother you and it's gonna ruin your day, or you don't. Right. And a lot of people, I mean, I've always been a person that like shit doesn't really get to me. It takes a lot to like really fuck me over for a whole day. Uh-huh. You know. Uh-huh. Like I can I can have something bad happen and be in a real shit place, but in 30 minutes I'm I'll be fine. Right. Um, right. But it's the kind of thing where. It's a choice, you know. It's it's a choice to to remember the the good or remember the bad, uh, or or to be positive or to let the negative uh, envelop you, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, you wrote the song "Tragedy" too off of "Begin Again," and I, I thought did. I thought that was really uh, just kind of in this subject matter that we're talking about, right? Because it is. It, it it if you it, it's all around, right? And if you allow it to sort of, if you allow yourself to wallow in it. It'll take you under, won't it? Absolutely, and that's and that's the crazy thing about uh, of I thought about that, and it was like, man, like we got two releases, and they both have like they both have like death songs on them, and but then and I'm like, God, is that is that is that weird? No. Like, is that is that no. redundant? And but at the, at the, it brings me back to what we were talking about earlier when right if it's not real, don't it's not don't it's not worth it. So it's like I wrote those two songs because it, you know unfortunately that was a. <laughs> Recurring enough fucking time, yeah. That I was like, God, like I got something. To, I got to write about. You know, I'm gonna write about this again. Yeah, because this is this is what's happening. You know. Yeah, right. And and just like I was kind of saying, it's like sometimes you look back at or look at something that's intangible, but it's like, damn you, tragedy. Exactly. <laughs> you can get the hell out of here anytime, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that that lyric was. Um, funny to me at first but it was like i couldn't figure out a better way that to say it <laughs> you know <laughs> right it would have been it would have been worse to say fuck you tragedy R- right that, that wouldn't have made much sense but right. um right yeah that 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 song was too and it's funny because it, how how things even go in, in courses and you and even myself like you like I, you make the decision to like i said to to think one way or the other way and that song was was more on this the the more sad end and mm-hmm. it was like it was like 
reflecting on more of the negative and um you know then you you go through it enough times and the positive end comes out you know yeah right so why write crash and burn oh crash and burn. <laughs> um that that song is about um that song is, is just a kind of about people that that song and hail mary are very similar lyrically yep um yep. They're, they're just about being kind of let down and um they're about kind of having people in your life that um, are just, I guess, not digging their own grave, but just living in a way where it's like, God, you're just tearing everything around you apart, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that yeah. also is, that song is very, is kind of a... I call them soul it, suckers, exactly, by the way. It is a very soul sucker song, and uh, it's also kind of an end of an era song. Um, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've, I just had I've had many friends in, in my life and people that that aren't anymore um, that were just kind of they they were soul suckers and and that that song was just kind of about about that you know yeah and I, I also thought the the both of them were about deciding somewhere in there that through your search of who you are to start start anew maybe if not. Um, oh, what's the words I'm really looking for? Just decide you're going to live regardless. Exactly. Well, at the end of the day, like that's all you can. That's all you, you only have control of yourself. You don't even need to have that much control of yourself. Right. But you have right. control of your. The only the thing you have most control of in life is your own life. That's then that's the only thing you got. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like you you have to at least just just do that one the way you want. Yeah. You know. Or yeah, so look. You can't let other can't let someone else fuck that up for you. <laughs> you or else you're screwed. Well, like you can't. Can't let someone fuck up the one thing you have, you know. Yeah, but so many people do, and I think that's why music is such a great thing, right? That we can Absolutely. we can be reminded, if not sort of invigorated, that uh, I I actually have control. And and Absolutely. if I, I and if like, I don't feel like I have whole, control, maybe I can reach out to my my neighbor or my friend or my mom or my dad or whoever and say, you know what, I I need help. <laughs> Absolutely, and that 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 song is about taking control and not wasting time, fucking being. Not wasting time, letting your time being wasted. And isn't yes. the same with uh, "Come Alive"? Same thing. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of songs in begin. You yeah. can tell my my mental state when I wrote <laughs> "Begin Again." Sure. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, reoccurring themes, but um, necessary reoccurring themes. You know. Yeah. Um, so. It's uh, I I was just let me ask this whether it's a big whoop or not but in the at the end of the first verse i follow the sound of broken bones to find some clarity on my of my own uh-huh. uh, so a clear give me clarity I'm, I, what what are the broken bones that you're that you're following the sound of i, I uh just like I, for me that that song i mean that line is uh i mean that was not not a literal broken bones yeah. thing but it's just like that um the whole the the line before it skeletons march through fields of fire to yep. find what they're missing. Yep. It's kind of like that thing, like it's it's that idea where it's like, well, other people have found what they needed, and other I've seen I've seen people in my life make their own mm. decisions and, and make these decisions that I need to make right now. Mm. Mm. Um, so like, why can't I? You know, like it's it's almost like the reflecting of, of like sitting back and looking at my surroundings. You know. Wow, and that's why this line really hits me in the center of the chest i can't wait till i get back to the place where every day isn't isn't wasted yeah yeah man yeah <laughs> that was exactly i think it, that that line is very cut and dry and 
Uh, if you've ever lived that way, um, it is fucking terrible. It feels right. very bad, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's the kind of thing where it's like you just got to... It feels really good when you get out of that place. Right, 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 right. Really, really good. Um, how about Terrorized in the Night? Uh, I, th- I, I, I thought you're searching for some sort of peace of mind through this whole thing. And uh, t- Terrorized in the Night is funny. People don't actually realize that it's um, based on a true story. I, it's, yeah, and I almost thought it was uh, the uh, sort of a, an imagined story in your head of when the world is coming after you. But talk to me now. Yeah, this is a, it's funny. If people think that this is another kind of like mental mental thing um this is an actual true story wow um that i feel very terrible for because my neighbor uh is a a sweetheart he is a good dude and uh one night when we first started the band um me and and matt called me our guitar player matt he was in, in huntington beach he had just gone to a wedding and he's like, dude, come downtown. Like, I'm hanging. Like, we'll, let's have a couple of drinks. I was like, awesome, man. Like, you know, I took, you know, we still take any opportunity we can to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, great. So me and my wife went downtown. We got there. He, he'd been at a wedding, so he's fucking already three sheets to the wind. Um, so we get there, and he is, we're hanging, doing whatever. And uh, he just keeps drinking and drinking and drinking. He's buying us, like, Jaeger bombs and shit. Like just shit that like no no regular dude <laughs> even drinks. Like you're you're a drunk idiot if you're ordering Jaeger bombs, obviously. <laughs> so we come back to my house. Um, we hang out, eating food. He's hammered. I'm kind of just taking care of him at this point. And I put him to sleep on the couch. Yep. I'm like awesome. Night was fun. So I I get a, my phone starts ringing at about three thirty in the morning, four in the morning. And I, it's Matt, and I just think he's drunk, still fucking with me or butt dialing me. So I, I hang it up. Um, pick up. He calls again. I'm fucking like fuck. I answer. Uh, he, it's the Huntington Beach Police, and they're like, "Hey, is this Brandon Seller?" I say yes, and they said, "Is, is do you know Matt Pauling?" I said, "Yeah, he should be sleeping on my couch." And uh, they're like, "Well, can you come outside, please?" And I go outside, and he's out in front of my house in handcuffs. And the cops are like, is this your friend? Whatever. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, he walked out of your house and uh, I'm guessing tried to get back into your house instead went to your neighbor's house and was like knocking on the door and like pulling on the knob and like for like like 30 minutes straight. Oh, wow. Uh, Now, all the while, my, my neighbor's wife and kids are fucking terrified freaking out um they're freaking out because they think there's some psychomaniac to you know trying to fucking kill them and what i didn't know is that matt when he gets drunk i now know sleepwalks a bit very nice very <laughs> um, nice. so that's how we found out about this whole thing and he's he's fully sleptwalk and you know they're on the other side you know freaking out because they're trying to protect their house and all this stuff and he, apparently he eventually just passed out on their doorstep that too that's when he called the cops but anyways um <laughs> a terrible story but um later we got i got a full i got an email from my neighbor and that you know just letting everyone in the complex know that there was you know there were some trying to break into their house and all this thing all this shit happened you know and the whole the whole email there's that's pretty much the song the oh, title yeah. the, the title of the email was terrorized in the night wow um and there's excerpts from the whole the, there's like direct quotes and stuff from the email 
Um, so you gave him songwriting credit, I hope. Oh God, he still doesn't even. I don't even think he still knows. I'm 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 dreading the day that he finds oh, out. Oh, dude, just go tell him. I'm sure. I mean, he, it, he lives I mean, literally next door to me. Yeah, and it's like he'd probably be more at peace at it now, don't you think? I don't know. Well, no, he, I told him it was like you know my buddy was over. He sleepwalks. That was my friend. Like he knows it was like he yeah. knows that he didn't try to get oh. into. I told him the whole situation. I'm like you know his name's Matt. Right. Like he's. He, I think he even went and apologized. Mm. But it was like, you know, I sleepwalk, I'm so sorry, like, you know, just, like, we're good, I, I apologize. So he knows, right, right. for the f- peace of mind, he knows that, that you know, someone, he didn't try to get, you know, right. burglarized, but yeah. at the same, t- at the same time, uh, it was, yeah. it, like, really not funny, but really funny at the same time. Yeah, I know, man. Um, yeah. And turned out to be a great song, but it's funny, <laughs> it's, a, a lot of people don't understand that, that it's not like a... It's not like a full mental thing. It's an actual event. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was <laughs> fully, a, thought it was fully nonfiction. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I thought it was a dream, and uh, I guess not so bad, but not so great for the neighbor, right? No. Yeah. He's. I'm sure he's. You know, it's it's long gone now. So you know, uh, go alone, which uh, you had M Shadows on the song, right? Um, yeah. I, I was. There's a song by Sting about. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. It's about killing somebody and. And ending up in jail for it, and I thought, w- great story song, but I, I wondered if it's kind of a, just sort of about regret. Uh, yeah, it, that's that's the only song in the album. That's the only song I've written. Period. So far, that it was fictional. Um, yeah, I had this. The I, I had written the music, um, and obviously the just the tone of it. Uh, I wrote it on my like my mom's front porch. She used to live in Chama, New Mexico, up in the mountains, and I wrote it sitting on her front porch at like you know eight in the morning. So it's like got that total Western vibe, and and um, so I, ha- I had the music written, and this is like before this is before the band had even formed. I was just like writing solo stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, so I went to I called Matt and was like, Hey man, I got this song. You know, I'd love to kind of finish it with you. Maybe have you sing on it. So we met up one day. It was, it was very cool and casual, and it was like let's just go with this theme. Like the the, the song lends itself to such a cool theme. So we kind of came up with this whole story. And 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 just wrote it out, and it turned out great. It, uh, uh, Matt's really good at that kind of um, that visit f- or that kind of fictional lyric. He's great at that storyteller lyric, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Um, so I think that you know it was. I'm lucky enough to have I have some very very talented friends in my life, and lucky enough that he was into doing it. And um, it turned out to be. I mean, one of the obviously because I mean I think it's very largely because of of who he is but it's i think it's also very largely because of the song is great you know yeah so i mean that song before even it was just music like everyone i would play just the music for was like oh there's something special about this song you know yeah well that's not the only song but when those songs come up on shuffle for me and i'm out biking it's like just makes me pedal harder you know exactly that's awesome that's awesome yeah i love that uh, hey, two more songs off that record, and uh, I'll let you get on with with life. Cool. Uh, when when the morning comes, yeah. Um, kind of trying to figure out you need to turn your life around, or you want to turn it around. Yeah. And search for betterness, or yeah, I think it, it just it's it's one of those things that um, like I said before, it takes a lot to keep me down. Yep. Um, so it's kind of thing where like I, I feel like every day is a new opportunity to to change whatever you, you're, you're missing or find whatever you're missing or change whatever you don't like. And I think that, you know, it's, you can always just start over. Like, every day is a new, a new day. 
and I think that you know we're, hum, as human beings we're lucky for that and it's the it's the truth of the matter like if you you can like me and my wife don't really believe in going to sleep and waking up angry still like no. find that to be pointless it's like well fuck I slept for eight hours but I'm still mad at something that I was yesterday like what's yeah. you know so it's the kind of thing where it's like you you, you you can you really can fucking wake up with fresh eyes and, and and change whatever was bothering you yesterday you know whether it be like oh like I need to lose weight okay well I'm gonna wake up and work out well fuck I was mad at my girlfriend yesterday so I'm gonna call her and, and make right. her Right. Like, oh, like, I hate my job, so today I'm going to wake up and I'm going to start looking for a new job. You know, like, it, it, anything that it may be, it could be, hey, I fucking hate my girlfriend, I'm going to call her and break up with her right now. You know what I mean? Sure. But it, what, whatever it may be, the, I, I truly believe that, that every day is a fresh a fresh start. And did you get that from your parents? Were they were they that way, or how did... Yeah, I mean, my, my dad is very easygoing. Um, he's always just kind of like... like he, uh, not a very stressful person, just kind of skates through life, just kind of, you know, mellow. My parents were hippies, you know what I mean? Well, I can't even say we're hippies. My parents are hippies. <laughs> um, and my mom is just like the most positive chick in the world. Like, she, you know, she'd be upset when we were younger and be like, oh, it's okay, mom, and like tell a stupid joke, and then it'd be, it'd be done. You know, so uh, definitely my mom, my mom always said I was a, a, ha- a really happy baby because, you know, but it was because she, the way she was, you know, I think that. Even from being a child, like she, she was always real laid back and 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 happy. So it kind of rubbed off, you know. Well, so, sounds like your name should be Chief Sunrise rather than Brandon. I know, right? I'm, I almost got a fucking crazy hippie name. I think my, I was luckily my mom and dad. I was a second kid, so they were they were coming out of it. But <laughs> I, I was close, yeah. I say to you, give me love. <laughs> perfect, perfect for the wife, right? Absolutely. That that's exactly what that song was for. Yeah, and I think you know what I pulled from it a little bit more. If I want to you know, try to find this deeper thing, even though yeah. it it is about loving this person and girl that is super super special, awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, that life is a real battle, and we and we need that person there to remind us that we're loved. And it's just like, yeah, man, it's so stinking simple, but so stinking important. <laughs> Absolutely. No, you're, you're, you're right there. That, I mean, that song is funny. That song is a, was a full-on, like, thank you to my wife. Yeah, right. You know? Um, she has gone through the ringer with me. She has gone through multiple bands, ups and downs, roller coasters, distance, uh, everything. And, um, I mean, I obviously I thank her for every day for, for her, how she is as a person, but... Yeah. That's that song was like the first opportunity. That was that was the first song I wrote for beginning. And I had those songs before a couple like um, when the morning comes. Yeah. No, sorry, uh, find the time to breathe. Yeah. And hail mary written. Yeah. Um, and it was like okay, I'm gonna actually start writing this record and get it together. And that song was like okay, this is my first opportunity to like really just blow it out of the water and, and let her know exactly how how special she is. And yeah. and uh, it, it was like this has to be the first song. That's funny because that that song formed the whole record because like this has to be the first song on the record this needs to be my first moment everything so it's like th- right. that it, that song turned out beautifully because of that and um i mean it's funny because it's definitely very very honest and uh and true and uh, that song's been cool too because a lot of people have been like oh like like fans will come up and they'll just change their they'll just change the 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 uh like the job it's a hard hard love hard living mm-hmm. loving a music man they'll just people have been like oh i sing that song to my wife all the time but it's like you know i just changed the change the job 
like a, like a mechanic. It's hard living loving a mechanic or you know whatever. Yeah. So it's been cool to like have these stories of people be like, oh, song. You're, I'm not in a band, but that song relates to me perfectly. Yeah. The the, the line that I want to change is uh, that my mind isn't as sharp as it used to be because one, it's not, and two, I just don't want to admit that when I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, that it's funny because that, that always it, if you're if it, you know. I wrote that song that so that my wife could listen and just be like, "Yep, like, <laughs> that's him." No, he like I get it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> that's my man writing a song for me. Exactly, exactly. Very simple. So, so I, I guess I rarely ask what the band name came from, but I, I, I guess once in a while my mom would say, "Well, come hell or high water, we're gonna make it through this situation." I think maybe, maybe from what we're talking about is, is that where it came from? Absolutely. I mean, not, not none of us in this band. Uh, grew up with a silver spoon in our mouth um none of us in in this band um have have just had anything handed to us um all of our previous bands we had to fucking you know blood sweat and tears went into it and and it wasn't easy at all we were you know fucking put through the ringer in in all of our previous bands and we all came out the other side and we all have a work ethic and a a mentality that that reflects that and yeah. I think that for us it was like, well, we're here now and this is this is what we want to do and this is what we love and and we're going to make it work come hell or high water, you know, it, it just it, yeah. ref, it was very reflective of of our attitude about about this band. You know, and it's funny because you said your parents were were hippies and mm-hmm. uh, or are hippies, right? But but I guess I, I'm really stereotyping right now, but it's like I guess I think this sort of perseverance that I feel from you and your music, I don't feel from hippies, right? It's just like, yeah, okay, well, that didn't work, so let's go on to something else. Instead of you deciding you're going to work and make it through and, and climb that mountain. Yeah, I, I get that from, I get, I mean, my, my mom and dad are both, uh, you know, that way, but yeah. my dad's a little bit more laid back. Yeah. My, mo- my mom is like the epitome of go get it. Oh, okay. She is, I got you. Like, I get that from her. And, yeah. Uh, she is like, like she'll just create like a new career out of thin air like (laughs) I don't like what I'm doing I'm gonna fucking for instance we lived in we lived in California we lived in in Southern California and she fucking hated her job and was like fuck this I fucking hate working for this like a bunch of people got laid off at her job and just put their work on her she didn't get a raise she was just killing herself Mm. and like and it ended up like fucking up like fucking up her heart and having anxiety and shit and uh and she's like, this is fucking stupid. So she's like, not on a whim, but like pretty quickly was like, hey, you know, you guys are, you, me and my brother, you know, you're 18, you're going to go on tour and stuff. Like, you're you're not home anyways. Like, I'm moving. Mm. Like, I, I went and found my, fr- I, I went and visited my friends in Chama, New Mexico. I'm going to sell the house, move to Chama and open a bakery and work for myself. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, okay. And in six months, she was in another state in the mountains. She opened her own bakery and that's what she did. Gotta love that. And it, and, it, and it was like, holy shit, like, you just fucking created that out of thin air, you know? But she made it work, and she did that for as long as she wanted to, and then she just moved on to something else, you know? Did, did And she always, so I get that kind of from her. It's funny, my wife a lot of times is like, why don't you need, you, like, I'm all over the place. My brain it doesn't stop working. Um, but she's, you know, she's always like, why don't you slow, slow down? Like, work on one thing at a time. And I'm like, well, I don't work on one thing at a time. I'm like, work on five things at a time. <laughs> You know? Well, you know, it's just it's just amazing how many people will stay with the old job and then die of a heart attack at age forty five or fifty five, nah. or or heart disease or something worse or awful that'll take them three years to go right. And it's like, yeah, 
And some people say, you know what? I can, I can. It's almost like she can feel death knocking at the door when it, when the, when the situation at work or the whatever is is tearing her is not allowing her soul to be kept intact. Exactly, and that's where we started. Right? Exactly. Ah, exactly. So I guess that's where we should end. Beautiful. <laughs> that's good. It's a beautiful thing. It is. It is. Oh man, thanks so much for uh, taking the time and chatting about. I, things that make me want to live more. Hey, so. thanks for and writing me. and singing that and doing that. Absolutely. Thank you. This has been really fun. This has been really cool. I pretty much go into each conversation prepared and with an open mind. I hope you can tell both those things and notice how alike we all are. If you're struggling, put on some tunes from Hell or High Water or listen into this again for some key points that Brandon and I yacked about. And thanks for doing that. Well, I guess we all have these feelings We can't leave unreconciled Some of them burned on our ceilings Some of them learned as a child The things that we're concealing Will never let us grow Time will do its healing You've got to let it go Let it go Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching. Don't, don't stop. Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get. Listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks, questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper. <laughs>